and welcome to the podcast. My name is Sean Boyce. I'm the founder of Podcast Chef. I would like to welcome my guest to the show today, Ralph Ayala from Linkedosity. Hello, Ralph. How are you? And welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm honored. We're very excited to dive in. You have a lot of expertise in some of the subject matter that we are regularly talking about on this show. But before we do that, uh, Ralph, if you wouldn't mind for our audience to learn more about you, if you could give us more information about your background and how you came to be doing what you're doing today, that would be fantastic. Yeah, I, uh, I started my career more in the corporate America, you know, right out of college. Got, you know, at, I worked for Goldman Sachs and did the American Express and uh, Equifax and uh, GE Capital. So really corporate, right? I had that corporate. But then I got the itch for a little of that entrepreneurial. And what I decided, uh, you know, to do after running some of these, what I would call, you know, smaller companies, was really to concentrate on helping, instead of one company, trying to help more than just the company I'm working for, right? So so, so, so the last company I, I bought into and uh, took me about six years to make it healthy was a company called Armada Labs, you know, had about 10, 10 people. And when I left, we had about 80 people. And it's really a process to build a company. And it's not easy, but uh, there is a process, and I think the process works. So after that, I said, how do I take that process and be able to apply it for companies that need that type of service? So that's where I am today with, with Linkdocity. And it's almost, you know, think of it this way. For me... It's almost like a hobby. It's, it's something I really enjoy. It's something that it's it, it, it's something that you know I really enjoy helping people. I like to see people grow. So I have the ability now to really do something that I love. Yeah, we all seem to get that entrepreneurial bug from time to time. Uh, I myself happened to myself as well too, and I, I like how you positioned it as well too in terms of figuring out how to help people on a larger scale or a larger volume of folks with what you know and your area of expertise from what you've learned in your career. So that's super helpful. Thank you for sharing that. If you wouldn't mind too, can you share with us kind of the value proposition and what Linkdocity is, perhaps how what you do works? Sure. So the way I grew, so I, I bought into three companies, the last three companies that I bought and sold, you know, all struggling and, and, and not from a intellectual standpoint. And, and, and a matter of fact, I, I might even say that my, my partners, the people who started those companies, might have even been brighter than me, right? Experts in programming, right? They, they were pinpoint. They have a great uh, base in terms of knowledge, in terms of what they're doing. But it seemed like what was missing was this aspect of really from a sales, from a networking standpoint, how do you grow it? So, so what, what we do... At, at Linkdocity, and again, I like to think we're we're unique. Everybody likes to think, you know, that they they do something different or better. But I, I say we're a hybrid. So we're not just a lead gen company, and we're not a sales consulting company. We we really fall in the middle. So that's where I think we're unique because we really concentrate in between those two pieces. So I and I always say lead gen doesn't work. Because, and again, uh, 
probably a bad analogy, but I continue to use it, is, you know, lead gen is like you go into the bar, you see somebody you like, and then you ask them out on a date. You know, how often is that going to be successful? So so if, if we all agree that that's pretty weird, walking into a place, seeing somebody you like and saying, would you like to go out on a date? If we could all agree on that premise, then, then that's the premise of lead gen. Okay. And I'm, I'm not saying nobody gets lucky, but I think the premise of it is not to equal, well, will not equal great success. Right. So, and then I think there are a lot of people who are very good at the sales aspect to it. But what happens is they don't create enough activity to utilize the skill of their sales skills. Right. So, so, so you have these two components and then, so how do I fill this void right, right in the middle? And what we concentrate on is we will do the lead gen piece where we're trying to create your network and audience with the population that you want, the people that you would want to talk to, uh, you know, the people you want to interact with. Once we do that, what we concentrate on is more of the nurturing side. And there's companies out there who will disagree. But we do that interacting and that nurturing for you. So at Linkedosity, we give you a LinkedIn concierge. Think of it as a LinkedIn admin. They, they sign into your account every day and they work your account every day. And they're dedicated to doing that all day. So what we do is we take any type of touch point that we would call a natural touch point, we, we, we grab it, we take it to create the interaction. And that interaction is going to be your face because we're u- utilizing as the hub your LinkedIn account and, and it's coming from you. So one of the examples that I give is, let's say your admin's working your account, they go into notification, somebody got a new job. So how do we handle that? At Linkosity, how do, how do we handle it? And, you know, there's been a lot of time and study and Six Sigma behind how we do it, where we'll congratulate the person and say that, you know, hey, congratulations on the new job. If there's anything I can do, let me know, Ralph. And then we have a scheduler. We schedule it, right? People in our, in, in our industry, maybe call it a cadence. Right. And then 30 days later, it comes up in a work queue. Your admin's going to work it. They manage it. And then we'll say in 30 days when it's in the work queue, hey, hope, you know, hope Bob, hope the new job is going great. If there's anything I can do, please feel free to give me a call. And we put your phone number, 678-361-7325. So now nobody's getting back to him 30 days later. And for, for the effect, you know, think about it. For the effect, we put your phone number in there. That person's going to remember you because of that message. Oh, wow. And this, this person left their phone number. And then we schedule it again. And then 30, 32 days later, it pops up again. And then we'll say, hey, Bob, see that you've been there a little over two months now. Would really enjoy hearing more about 
the, you know, the a new job. Let me know if you have 20 or 30 minutes to share. So that one example, you know, you want me to kind of t- talk more about lintosity, but that example is what we do. We have triggers and we have 15 triggers. And then we have, you know, the cadence, the playbook, scripted playbook, where when something happens, we take the opportunity and then we have a sequence of messaging touch points. And then 60 days later, when the person has been sitting in their new job after 60 days and they've seen you three times, the probability goes up that now after 60, 65 days, they're more willing to take the phone call. And you're the only one who 30 days after the new job said, hey, hope it's going great. Here's my phone number if I can help in any way. And then 65 days later, you know what? They're a little bit more comfortable with the new job. They're more likely to say yes to sharing about it. So without a definition, I thought it, I just thought an example would probably be a little bit more efficient in terms of really explaining what Linkdocity is about. So I, I, I don't know if that's a better way of handling it, but. I think that example was, was great. Really gives us a better idea how what you are doing is differentiated from other people, other attempts at what, what I would refer to as kind of lead generation. And my experience has been similar to yours as well, too, in that most traditional like lead generation services uh, have not worked well for me. And it's usually because it's been some form of, hey, you buy this, which pretty much no one wants to receive as a message, especially me. <laughs> what you, I think important distinction and something for the listeners to really pay attention to is the level of detail that you're going into in terms of like forming and building this relationship and hyper-personalizing the communication that you're having with the people that you're communicating with. That is a major difference. And I have to imagine significantly increases the odds of successfully forming that new relationship. So what I'd love to hear you talk about a little bit next is how do the results of the strategies and the methodologies and the techniques that you guys are leveraging at Linkdocity compare with you know, what the masses are, are, are comfortable or familiar with in terms of the you know, success rates of other more traditional like uh, lead generation services. So one of the other pieces that, that, that I would share with the audience is, you know, again, we're, we're doing this to build a relationship. And, you know, there's, there's hundreds of books out there. And you could say it any way you want it, but people do business with people that they trust, people that they know, right? And, you know, people that they have friendships with, whatever word you want to use. So what we're doing is if you take a calendar year, if you have 15,000, or let's make it easy, 10,000 connections, we're going to interact with all of them throughout the year because everybody has what? A birthday. Everybody has an anniversary, right? So we'll take those opportunities and we'll, you know, it's, it's Christmas time now. So what we do is we have a message going out. So all my customers... There's a message going out to their connections, wishing them a happy holiday, right? And a happy new year. And 
then we always put something in there that would cause, hopefully, maybe something to remember you by and or to react to. So, and half of my customers love it and, and another half of my customers don't love it. One of them hated it, but this is what we put. So, you know, you know, happy holiday, right? All that happy new year. And then at the end, we put PS, please monitor your calorie and alcohol intake, right? And we put a little happy face. Okay, that's it, right? So now you're talking about numbers. There are a lot of things I could share, are kind of little secret sauce, but something just like that, and we're getting, and it's, again, I, I we go over the numbers every month with our customers. You get about a 15 to 20% response rate to that. Wish you a happy holiday. And, you know, and then we get the, you know, the things about, you know, uh, you know, I always gain 10 pounds during the holiday. Uh, I can't promise I'm not going to drink during the holidays. And then we and then we have a script. Our customers OK, where we go back and we'll just type in because your ad your admins doing it. And, you know, if they say certain things, we know how to respond. I'm going to do the same. So you see how we're causing more interaction. And it's another opportunity for them to memorize you and for you to stand out within your network, right? So we do things that take time. So this is the main point. I'm probably talking a little too much, but the main point here is there's no secret to sales. You know, nobody's ever going to come in and just start handing out contracts. Everything we do is going to take time, but, but what we try to do is to create that core group of contacts and relationships. And then we say, how do you manage them and how do you bring them home to a sale? Okay. So, so I have a customer out of Orlando does auto financing. After two months, it was literally like the 50th day, he signs a big auto mall. Right. And he thinks we're better than, you know, wow, you guys are the greatest. But it wasn't us. It was that it was the right time, the right place. And it happened. And then we have somebody out of Boston who owns a software company, custom software company. And, you know, it took him 13 or 14 months to sign his first deal. And he was the one who just flew in and I had lunch with him today. And he has a contract today for a $4 million project. So my, my point of sharing those two, uh, two clients really comes down to, you know, sales is going to be predicated on, you know, what the sales cycle is for you. If somebody comes in and says, oh, and, and, and we're going to shorten it by 22% and it's going to be increased by, you know, those things are really hard to do, Right. But, but what we try to do is play the numbers game. We get you more relationships within your network. So you're coming from more, right? Because we're interacting and then we do things like we have special lists that you want us, you know, 
you know, you, you'll have special accounts you want us to follow. Like uh, one of my customers wanted to get into Amazon, right? AWS. So th- we worked on that and, you know, having interactions with them. We do special things to try to grow the audience with the right AWS people, right? And then once he starts, to, we start to schedule calls. Then we say, how do you manage? And again, how do you take that relationship in the phone call and then how do you, you know, bring it home to, to a customer? So our numbers, I don't think our numbers are going to shorten the process because there's no secrets that you have to talk to people. You know, again, people do what? Business with people they trust and people who they know. So you have to get to the point of they trust you and they know you. And then let's try to bring it home to business. And if you have those type of relationships, as a matter of fact, I'm going to, I'm going to tell you a sin. Okay. I'm going to tell you a sin right now. The whole audience, I'm telling you a sin. I tell people when you first talk to people, don't try to sell. Yeah. That's a good one. <laughs> really good one. <laughs> you know, just just try to get to know them. Let them get to know you. Again, one of my customers uh, I, I spoke to on Monday said, Ralph, I had the best call, one of the best calls that I've ever had. It was from, from us. We generated the call. And he says, we were on the f- f- call for about 45 minutes, but 35 minutes had nothing to do with business. That's the perfect call. Yeah, that's, a, that's definitely a good sign, right? Yeah. They were talking about family, what they're going to do. They both love skiing. So they got onto the the skiing. Where do you go? I go to Utah. I go to Vermont. You know, Utah's better. No, Vermont's better. And they're getting to an argument and they're enjoying the phone conversation. And he's having a call uh, next week with that guy and his executives of the company. All starting with building that relationship, right? Right. Now, if you went to a sales training course, you know, they would probably be throwing things or kicking you under the table because you're 35 minutes into the into the call and you haven't really spoken about any business, mm-hmm. right? They want you to find the pain. Find the pain, ask this question, right? Have you ever used whatever it is before? What was your experience, right? We were taught that. And, and I'm almost like, Let's just let's just get on the phone at first and just somewhat like each other. What about that? Yeah, exactly. Right. Date a little bit before we talk about marriage. Exactly. Well, I always say, why don't we talk a little bit before we, you know, go into the bedroom? That's the way I always say. <laughs> also true. <laughs> so, yeah, th- this is this is making great sense, and more people should leverage these strategies. And it's still shocking to me how many people don't. I get messages constantly, you know, all the time that are just, hey, you buy this. And they're always ignored for obvious reasons, right? That nobody, to your point, right? Nobody should start almost any conversation like that, right? Who is not going to be put off by being approached in that way? You know, like you said, we want to do business with people we know, we trust, we like. So the more we get to know each other, then we can, there's a time and a place, right, to uh, shift that conversation, which is actually what I was going to ask you about next. Since, you know, you have a process down here, 
I'm curious to hear more from a strategic perspective of what you recommend and when you know it's ready to kind of shift that conversation from forming the relationship to talking more about uh, doing business together. Well, you know, I, I have a process and again, it's a little outside of the norm because where I spend time with my customers on is on the actual phone call. So again, I, 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 I would tell my clients from a, cause I have a, like a coaching, we go over the numbers every month, right? And there's always a topic or a phone call that we want to go over. So the call of 45 minutes and 35 was, you know, talking about skiing. Okay. But that to me is a good phone call. Okay. There was something that happened there that he started to trust you. And he says, okay, let's schedule in two weeks a call with my executives. Right. So what the way that I do it is the initial phone call. So we'll set up the call. It, it will be a trigger. And then we'll do the sequencing, the cadence before we ask for the meeting. You have the meeting, you're, right? Uh, and for our customers, most of them, we, we get their calendarly account and we schedule the meetings for them. We'll, you know, we'll send out the email and say, please schedule something that works best for you. Here's my link below, but it'll be our customer's link. So it goes on their calendar. So when the call is, or during the call, you have to really identify this. Is this a red, yellow, green? That's the way I do it. Again, there's a, a lot of companies out there and sales consultants that have different ways of kind of approaching it and probably even a little more scientific. But I just say red, yellow, green. So red is this just isn't a good fit. Okay. And then I have a little twist to that. So one of the like, Main things that I teach my, my customers is say, when you know it's red, don't be rude. Continue to have the conversation and just try to ask for, hey, do you know of anybody within your network that might need my services? Yes. Right? I say, always ask that. And I said, you know what? It isn't going to work most of the time, mm-hmm. but it might be one out of 50 that they do. Right? And instead of wasting it, you just ask the one question. Okay, that's red. And then I say yellow are, you should have questions. And I work up with my customers to say, you know, you want to find out, have you ever used lead gen before? Yes. Okay. That's good because they're open to it. Okay. Now they might, they probably didn't have a good outcome, but okay. So the, the yellow is you feel like there's opportunity, not immediately, but somewhere down the future. So then what we have is you think of how do you stay in touch with those people throughout the year and sometimes two years before there is an opportunity. My last company, Armada, uh, is a company called Revo out of San Diego. I first touched the person and then like two and a half years later of keeping in touch with the person with Merry Christmas, right? Watch the calorie alcohol intake to two and a half years later, I get the phone call saying, Hey, Ralph, we're going to double in size in the next two years. We're on a 15 year old legacy system. I need a new platform. Can you build it? That was two and a half, two years later, two and a half years later. But 
when we had the conversation, he's used outside custom software development companies before. So for, for me, that's a good fit. But he says, hey, Ralph, we paid somebody to, you know, build this system. We don't need anything right now. Okay. That's a yellow. So I work with our customers. To, what is a yellow? What's a red? And then a green is, yes, there's something, you know, yes, we don't need it right now, but maybe in the third quarter, right? That type of conversation, you know, we're talking about it, you know, beginning of next year, we're talking about it next month. Yeah, we're, we're really having problems with X. This could be a good time. So that's a what? They've given you, you know, she, she or he winked at you. That's a good sign. Right, right. That's a green. So, and then for each one of those, what is this, the, the cadence? What is the scripted template? What's the game plan to keep all of them what? Engaged. So yellow is not going to be engaged as much as green. And then the red, we're pro- probably not going to do anything too much with them, but maybe twice a year we'll send them an article on our company, right? Just, just to stay in front of them. But what happens, and this happens to, again, a lot of smaller companies, they get on the phone. If they don't close the deal, they never speak to that person again. So I always go back and tell my customers this. I said, I don't think I'm great at closing the deal on the first call. There's people a lot more savvy than me. But where I've grown my past three companies that I bought and sold, they were all on that, you know, how to stay in front. You you hang up the call. It's not business today. Most people, you might as well just throw it in the garbage. I create processes to make sure we stay engaged. And then when there's an opportunity, what are we doing to make sure they think of you first? That's the strength of what we do. For sure. Yeah, that, that's super helpful way to think through uh, making this process oriented and then uh, focusing on building those relationships. And then according to, you know, the category that that relationship has fallen into, there's a process for moving that, that process, for moving it forward from there as well, too. Yeah, yeah I'll share one other thing. So out of my customers, what I find very interesting, very successful, very successful companies, right? And when we do all this work and we're generating all this activity, one of the concerns, and it wasn't a concern, so it shows you sometimes we're not as smart as we think, because they never had all the interactions like this before, So the question comes down to how do you start to take and manage this, this, you know, group of people, right? These people you want to have relationships with. And then when you take it into the process, where do you manage it? So my biggest customer today, they have Salesforce. But after six months, he was the one of the auto dealership. And he had, and I, you know, I go in, I'm at his office, we're doing a review of all the meetings we scheduled. And, you know, well, you know, he's scratching his head. He's like, oh, you know, well, yeah, I thought I put him in here. 
there wasn't a real logical, scientific way of managing and maintaining that interaction. So a big thing I'm, I'm going to tell your audience is look at a calendar, a 12-month calendar, and really plot out what that cadence should be and stick with it. Because most of the times I've gotten business from people that I didn't, I wasn't 100% sure I was going to get it from, but then I get a, a call two, two years later saying, hey, Ralph, you know, I need a new, a new platform. Can you build it for me? And it was all the little things looking at the calendar and creating that to stay in front. But don't make it sales. Mm-hmm. You, know, I, I, you know, again, if, if we're all honest with each other, when you get the, the email, and I'm, I'm just, it, it, it's just unbelievable. Because I, you get them, I get them. Uh, you know, why don't you call us today and we could save you 20% here and increase 30% there. And we're going to put more cash in your pocket, right? We get those all the time. All the time. We don't even listen to those anymore. No. <laughs> it's an immediate red flag. Right, right. So, so, so then why do we continue to pay companies to do that? That question is beyond me. Right? So, so, so what we do is instead we'll send out to your 5,000 connections a Christmas wishing you and family a safe, you know, Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year and put a PS at the bottom, you know, please monitor your calorie and alcohol intake with a little funny face. They'll remember you. And it had nothing to do with sales. Right. Well said. Um, And thank you, Ralph, for taking the time to come on the show, share your knowledge and expertise with myself and our audience. I only have uh, one question for you before we let you go. And that's, you know, beyond anything else you'd like to share with our audience, of course, who should reach out to you and how can they get in touch? Well, you know, the best way to reach me, first of all, I'm on LinkedIn. I should be, right? Because the core of our process is LinkedIn. For sure. So uh, feel free, Ralph Ayala, A-Y-A-L-A, or, you know, my phone number, you know, 678-361-7325. Or you could go to our website, linkedosity.com. You know, from there, there's, you know, a page where if you want to connect with us, you could just, uh, you know, put the information there and somebody will get back to you. But, you know, I would just say, you know, to the audience, you know, I think at the end of the day, what we've been doing, we just have to examine to make sure that we're dealing with people like people. And, and I really think we've gotten away from that. So, so, so if somebody's watching this and, you know, there's one thing you take away when you're looking at how you're trying to do your sales and interact and grow your business, remember, you got to deal with people on the other side that you're trying to sell to like people. And in the long run, you'll be better off. Well said. Thank you, Ralph. And for the audience, we'll link to all of this, but also those specific things you mentioned at the end there, Ralph, uh, in the show notes. So thank you for being here and sharing your knowledge and experience with myself and our audience. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you have suggestions for future episodes or would like to be a guest on our show, please send us an email at support at podcastchef.com. Before we go, we'd like to thank the sponsor of our show, Podcast Chef. Podcast Chef helps turn ordinary podcasting into a revenue-generating lead magnet for your business. Our podcasting-done-for-you service 
takes away the headache of starting up and running your own podcast. Reach out now to take advantage of our 30-day money-back guarantee. Visit us at podcastchef.com to find out how our team of experts can help you leverage podcasting to take your business to the next level. Hey, you. Yes, you. It's uh, 2024 and you don't have a podcast yet. Or maybe you do, but you're struggling with it. Uh, We will talk to you about that uh, for free. We'll help you figure out uh, where you might be stuck. Uh, whether or not we can help you for sure. But also, uh, if you don't have one yet, what are the like first five things you can do? Uh, what are some great angles that you can use to make sure that your podcast was sustainable as you start to develop that moving forward? Uh, those consults are free. So reach out at the link below uh, in the show notes or email me at brian at podcastchef.com. Thanks. Hi, this is Brian. Thanks for listening to the show. Uh, Our website, podcastchef.com, has a ton of useful information about how to best leverage podcasting to help you solve some of your business goals and challenges. You can also schedule a demo uh, where we can show you how specifically Podcast Chef and our team can help you with some of your podcasting goals. Thanks. Thanks.